Welcome to the Two Meters Apart podcast. My name is Gates, and on the penultimate episode of the season, I welcome my very good friend, McNeil Bellet. We talk about the radical changes in our career path, what fuels and motivates us through our lives, and how debating over football almost throws the conversation into chaos. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the show, Mac. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm actually... (laughs) Pretty excited to be here. About time we get you on the show. Like, you're definitely, I think, the first person I wanted, just because you're probably my closest friend. Um, oh, thank you. But, yeah, we're, uh, this podcast has been going on for, like, six weeks. <laughs> it's been going on, it's been going on for six weeks, and I'm honestly, like, proud of what you've achieved. Oh, thank you. Because, like, <laughs> to me, it's like, I, I love seeing people who are ambitious and who want to, like, you know push the boundaries mm-hmm. and you've done that like again because i remember when we were in university you ran for a class rep an That's arts right. representative yeah and that was pretty to me it was ballsy at the time i was like shit <laughs> i don't think i have the courage to do that and then you did and now here you are starting your own podcast yeah and you, and you set your foot in the ground like to your students when you're coming to your programs like look what i did during quarantine what did mm-hmm. you guys do Man, yeah, I no, mean, it's uh, it's definitely weird to kind of see the risks that I take, um, because mm-hmm. in all in all honesty, like when it comes to risk taking, I either go big or I go home. Um, yeah, like like True. you said, running running for arts rep is definitely not a small endeavor. There's a lot of no. loopholes you have to get through, and um. Just uh, and then you know you have to grind out campaigning, and you were you were right there with me as my oh, yeah. my campaign manager. Um, it didn't it yep. didn't really like work out the way <laughs> we wanted it to, but I I honestly I think we both went into it with very very low expectations. I think we kind of just wanted to to push ourselves when it came to our I guess. I don't know, standing at the school to see if we could, you know, potentially make a difference and all that. And while we had some good ideas, there were definitely other candidates that had very strong platforms and a mm-hmm. much stronger base. And it kind of just mm-hmm. goes to show that, you know, you really have to cater to the wider population, you know, when it when it comes to, you know, politics and all that. You really have to capture the biggest audience, obviously, when it comes to voting and all that. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. And but honestly, like the biggest thing out of it was like you made it out of one but it's the experience that came with it absolutely and the risk that came with it mm-hmm. right it's like uh... the biggest risks would have been not to do it mm-hmm. and then just like have like a couple of years down the road have this like what if scenario saying it's like you know what if i did that exactly and that's and that's but, kind of where yeah. we are right now in our lives like you and uh-huh. i um uh-huh. you so for those who may or may not know, you and I graduated uh, University of Calgary with the same um, undergrad degree, uh, an economics yeah, yeah, degree. Economics. Rep in economics, y'all. Yeah. Shout out Peter Tracy. The, the Shout legend. out to Frank Atkins. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, man, should we just tell the story right now about good old Frankie J. Atkins? <laughs> oh, Frankie Joe Atkins. Yeah, let's go. Right. Let's shoot okay, the so, all right. Um, Frank Atkins is a conservative-minded professor at the uh, University of Calgary. Uh, but also one of my favorite ones. Yes, someone that you Thanks. definitely uh, admired. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this, the the, uh, the lanyard story. Oh, yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, because you're the one that called me out, you definitely have to uh, take the rein on it here. So... <laughs> Okay, so how this went, this is one of our um, intermediate, intermediate macroeconomics classes, and it was like around 9 a.m. in the morning, the first day of class. That was and then early. that's pro- right. <laughs> Professor Atkins went on like on a tangent on how he's saying he just did like hated people who had lanyards um, just hanging out of their pockets. And then, sorry, oh, sorry, I got to sneeze. Okay. <laughs> and then me being like, Sorry, an entertainer, you know, no big deal. I, I raised my hand up in the class and said, Hey, Dr. Hackett, this, this guy beside me has got a, a lanyard hanging out too. And my buddy Gates. And then he come, he, he walks to both of us and then just starts like ridiculing Gates, like in front of the whole class. This is your fault, by the way. <laughs> yes and no. Well, 
I mean, I'm not the one who had a lanyard in my yeah, pocket. Yeah, so. yeah, but I would not have known that that he like hates people. <laughs> uh, so you wear the lanyard to put it around your neck. You don't leave it just like chilling around in the pocket. You know, man, it's just easy access <laughs> for the keys and stuff. You know, and taking them out. Oh, well, put it in your backpack. My God. Well. Well, it it had a lasting impact on me because I don't do that anymore. You know that. You're welcome. You're welcome. And also, a part of that, I think, also contributed to the fact that we basically did the same in the class, and you still got a higher letter grade than me. Um, (laughs) It's because I I wanted to put more centrist views, uh, and uh, he wanted me to not do that. Yeah, but yeah, Dr. Atkins is a hardcore, like, fiscal conservative. He, he a little taught, bit of bias. <laughs> he supervised Prime Minister Harper's like, thesis. Mm. It's like, to me, it's like, all right, if I'm just going to regurgitate what he says, easy A. And it was. And looking back, <laughs> I should have also done the same. I think a small part of universities having to kiss the uh, ass of the professor, just a bit, you know, especially if they're, just, uh, you know, a uh, left or a right leaning, you yeah. know, individual. <laughs> Well, like I agreed to what he had to say, like mm-hmm. for you know, most of it. Right. But there's some things I'm like, eh, just regurgitate me, get a mm-hmm. good mark. Look at that. <laughs> well, we'll get that digression out of the way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we graduated with the same uh, degree in economics, mm-hmm. um, yep. but we definitely do not foresee our future careers to be in those. In that particular, I guess, field of of uh, work, um, I think it hit you. You had a you know bit of a re- revelation a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're at 2015. A cro- yeah, you were at a crossroads in your life, right? So, yeah, uh, and it's kind of led you to where you are now. So I don't know if you how much how much detail you know or, or that you recall of when mm-hmm. you you know really started to uh, branch out into what you're what you're in now. But I'd love to hear kind of that that journey yeah. oh yeah no for sure because like after i got my degree in economics at, at the uc mm-hmm. i went into a master's program right away into the master's of science and sustainable energy development yeah you jumped in pretty quick like it was right after yeah i did because like my mentality is like if i take a break and then continue on i'll like lose that drive right and i didn't want to lose that like my drive and my edge so i was like you know what whatever i'll just power through it mm-hmm. and We'll see we go from there. And then, like, once, like, first semester through, like, I'm in this program, and I just I just felt so behind compared to everyone else. All these people have these, like, big ideas and all mm-hmm. this other stuff and really passionate about it. And then there was me. I'm like, I didn't have that same passion or I just couldn't relate to, like, any of these people. These people were, like, world business professionals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've had, like, years' experience within the market like right. market and industry and then here i am just a new grad like econ major mm-hmm. like trying to get this master's degree and i think it was like halfway through the program it was a two-year program halfway through it i was like you know what if i continue finishing this program i'll have a master's degree which is cool mm-hmm. or debt but i feel like i still have no job after this mm. and that was when i decided you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna drop and stop here and like I what to point out, like I wasn't quitting because it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was more so a st- more so a strategic move. It's more so like for me, it's like this is not where I want to go right. with my life. So after that, I just decided to take like a year off and just do some like soul searching, which is what what I wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And then our good friend Dave, he said, like I remember it was like around December twenty fifteen. Right. He said, yeah, man, just become a respiratory therapist. It's a great <laughs> career. They do a lot of cool things. And it, it pays well. I was like, okay. I'm going to say, yeah, I'll give it a try. It's like the total opposite where I did my undergrad because I know in high school, it's like I didn't want to do anything in, like, in sciences whatsoever. Right. right okay. That's only took chemistry, like chemistry 30. That's it. I didn't take any other sciences. <laughs> you, you already, you already, the yeah. program requirements. You already, yeah. like, um... and it says you need, like, Bio twenty three. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't take any bio in high school. So I'm like, I'm gonna have to upgrade that stuff, <laughs> and I have to upgrade my English marks too. Mm-hmm. So I applied around January 2016, and had to. So I was starting to apply January 2016. That's when I looked for the program requirements. So I had to upgrade some like chemistry marks and took bio and then English. Sure. 
and I just killed those. It was such a joke. I'm like, <laughs> why didn't I try harder in <laughs> why, high school? Why, like, why, did, why did you do this like you know four or five years ago when you when you had yeah, the opportunity? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I think my mindset at that time in high school I was just an idiot. So it's fine. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Of course, absolutely. Yeah, I applied into the program, but I didn't get in right away. Okay, yeah. I was waitlisted, mm-hmm. like around April, and then I remember I was telling you guys July 2017. Yes, it was like this, during Stampede Week, we went all to Stampede together. This is a very and uh, I told you, familiar conversation for sure. Yeah, and I told you guys like I got accepted into the Saint Respiratory Therapy Program, mm-hmm. and like I wanted to do it, but I was just more so unsure about the cost for the program because right. like for me I couldn't take any loans out of the time, so mm-hmm. I had to pay all of it out of pocket. Right, damn. <laughs> and I was I was worried about then, and you guys were like, "No, like, worry about that. That'll figure itself out. Just get into the program and do it." Yes, absolutely. And I did, and honestly, I just did not look back. Like I remember, like my first day there was like yesterday, and honestly, I should have done this program sooner because I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And that I think I think that's the yeah, biggest thing, though. It's like even though you feel like you should have done it earlier, it's better late than never. You know, you, you get those revelations, like, honestly, at any time, right? Um, you could be enjoying what you're doing mm-hmm. one day, and then the next, it's like, no, I want I want something different. You know, I want I want to prove to myself that I can do bigger and better things for myself and for other people. And, you know, you've, you had um, background working in, mm-hmm. in healthcare, um, kind of leading up to mm-hmm. this. You know, it's just part-time work and all that, but... I think, you know, that that was an underlining part of that foundation. You know, you had the exposure to healthcare and mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, was just just what you needed to kind of stay in it. You're very familiar and now it's like, okay, now I'm actually in it. And I'm not gonna lie, man, this is like the happiest I think we've all ever seen you. <laughs> Oh, um, absolutely love it. Like, yeah, I can't stop talking about it. You guys yeah. like mock me for like wearing my RT stuff. We, like, whatever, do. I don't care. Love it. <laughs> but that's that's yeah. the whole thing, right? Is just like you're you're literally yeah. wearing, you know, your your pride on your sleeve, right? I mean, you're so yeah. you're so happy. You, f- you feel so accomplished. And yeah, I mean, it'd be sweet if you could have done it sooner. But mm-hmm. I think doing it now, kind of where you're at, having experienced life a little bit, you you know, you kind of understand how you know, the, the mm-hmm. working world works and it's like, okay, now I understand what I need to do to, to, to work. And I understand what's, what's needed of me and all that. And, you know, you, you've hit the ground running. Yeah. And honestly, I feel, yeah, you're absolutely right. Cause I feel like if I did this sooner than later, as much mm-hmm. as I would, I feel like I wouldn't have the same mentality and the same, like maybe maturity yes. going into the program then than I would now. I mean, I'd be like, I don't know how many years into an RT now, Mm-hmm. But I feel like the time I decided to do it was the right time. Yeah, to do it. it was it was the perfect time just because, yeah, you were, uh, you know, you were just so concerned about where you would be had you continued with that master's and just seemed so unsure. So, you know, kudos to Dave for, you know, planting the seeds, really, uh, because, again, you're... He you're did like, plant the seeds and I honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. You're like the happiest you've been, Oh, I think. like I'll never forget it for, for him planting the seeds, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny that you, uh, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, that you wanted to have that conversation, um, with us during Stampede Mm -hmm. Week 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately Mm -hmm. this year there is no Stampede. Um, yeah, this is the worst year ever. The worst year. Uh, being there's no stampede, mm-hmm. it's like it kills me. It I say, literally kills me. Being being your friend for so long, I know stampede is one of yeah. your favorite, if not favorite, Calgary um, events. Um, what what is you know what's the allure to you really? Like what is the the biggest? What's the feel? What's yeah? <laughs> what's the what's the drive really for stampede? <laughs> oh, oh, the stampede. Honestly, for me, it's going down to the ground with my friends and just like, like trying to, all the foods. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not that adventurous. I'm not gonna try the cockroach pizza or this other scorpion no, shit. I'm why like, not? That stuff. <laughs> That's good stuff, no, man. What do you? Why not? Who the hell eat that stuff? <laughs> Yo, it's a once a year thing, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do that thing. I'm here to step it. I'm here to eat turkey leg, corn dogs, overpriced lemonade, <laughs> overpriced water. This is what I'm here for. Also <laughs> buying like tickets to the dream house. That's right. Even though I keep telling myself, I'm going to get the dream house. Never going to happen, Mac. You're going to 
spend a hundred dollars on fucking tickets and you're not gonna get it <laughs> it's like it's so funny because like back when we were in in high school you know when we would be you know on the grounds or whatever we'd go on rides and all that now that we're like yeah. you know late 20s the dream home yeah. has now become our what we line Dude, up for dream home? <laughs> that's the best part that in the trucks yeah. i get the trucks too <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, the, the dream home. And the, I find it so funny because we becomes like we become such experts when it comes to fixtures yeah. and appliances. The minute the minute yeah. we walk in that house, oh, the design is so beautiful. Oh, the 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 color oh. scheme is amazing. And in my head, I'm like, what the hell am I talking about? I don't know. That's a nice it's house. Like, oh, it's like, oh, there's a bachelor's. There's a what do you call that? A butler's pantry. Oh shit, this place is dope. <laughs> there's a mud room. My god. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the fixtures in this place? Like, <laughs> Isn't her sinks? Oh, yeah, oh the sinks, though. Oh, my God. I don't know, yeah, man. I this think... is our life has become. Like, this is... It's a little this, sad. This is what happens when you get old. It's a little sad. Um, I can tell you what, what my favorite part about Stampede is. Yeah, what is your favorite part? Uh, the <laughs> the uh, the gambling, first and foremost. The uh, <laughs> yeah. over The over-under. Um, so for those who don't know, um, I love playing, playing the, um, the over under at the stampede. And for some reason, Clarence is, I don't know. He's like a psychic. He just knows what the over under is. And granted, it's basically a 50, 50. Um, but the, they're just yeah. the times that I don't listen to him, I just lose money. Right. Exactly. And That's then what happens. you don't listen. Yeah. And then you guys and all it's hilarious for us to watch. Yeah. You guys all rag me. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm out 20 bucks. It's like, look, Gates, now you don't get to eat corn dogs. I'm like, no, I'm all sad. <laughs> um, but other than that, my honestly, my favorite part about Stampede is something that we've only actually been going to, I think, the last few years. Um, is the, Was it the Chucks? I forgot the Chucks. Yeah, the Chucks and the Grandstand Show. Um, yes. I don't know. Something about big productions and um, fireworks and just like random mm-hmm. random stunts that are not even like mm. western themed that just show up i think honestly is my favorite I love part it. of stampede yes, yes. <laughs> I, I love the pageantry i love the theatrics mm-hmm. I'm all about the pizzazz <laughs> so it is it is quite <laughs> it is quite the shame that uh you know there there is no stampede this year and you know it's is totally the right call in my opinion um to oh yeah for yeah, sure to cut that um but you know it had we had we gone through with it, I'm sure you mm-hmm. would have had you would have been very. Let's let's put it this way: you've been very busy um, at your place of work. Um, now that you oh, are yeah. now that you're a full fledged you know RT. Um, well, not not yet. Not full fledged. I could write my board exam still. You're like, you're like eighty like percent there. Then? RT, okay, not a full adult, just a teenager. So you you're you've graduated from the program and but you've also already yeah. found found your way into into work which I think is amazing. I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly I was worried about that like around, I remember talking to you guys around January it's like I don't know what the job market is going to be mm-hmm. for respiratory therapy. Yeah, you're, and you're then, concerned. lo and yeah. behold, the Lord gives and He takes it. Mm-hmm. There's coronavirus. Oh, jeez. Like, hmm, okay. Yeah, that's the. Uh, <laughs> All right, I guess we're getting a job. <laughs> unfortunately, that that is the silver lining, I guess, when it comes to this pandemic. Is you know the you know health health care workers such as such as yourself are you know having to be drawn into the the front line essentially. Um, yeah, and it's also a good way to think too. It's actually to put like our profession as respiratory therapists too, like on the spotlight because mm-hmm. like a lot of people like don't know. It's like, what is a respiratory therapist? Like, heck, I didn't know what a respiratory therapist was when mm-hmm. I first started, and now it's like, oh, we're pretty badass, we're pretty cool. <laughs> what has been um, the biggest difference, I guess, from the classroom to the uh, the workplace, in your opinion? The biggest difference yeah it's the emotional aspect mm, okay because how our program works its first two years is classroom stuff and the last full year is the practical component right and then when you actually get thrown into the workforce a lot, lot the, like it's this is stuff you can't teach it's the soft skill stuff it's the emotional stuff mm-hmm. dealing with like stress a stressful like um situations or like families are grieving over a loved one mm-hmm. like dealing with other co-workers dealing with like the doctors residents all these other things that right. emotional aspect that comes with it mm-hmm. you can't teach you kind of have to learn on the fly and how to adapt right 
like on the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah, I mean it's in. it's yeah, like you said, it's it's super hard to to teach empathy, right? It's it's something that you mm-hmm. kind of just have to develop as you mature and you know as you experience things in life and at work. Um, you know, I was talking to to Dave the other day um, just about mm-hmm. how his experience is. And, you know, it's, he, he mentioned that it's, it's the people that he works with that really keep him, you know, grounded and, you know, oh, make yeah. sure that, you know, at the end of the day that you are, or, you know, you're, you're doing well, both physically and mentally, because, you know, you, you've been working, you've been working, you know, night shifts, um, basically yeah. this, this whole month so far and to, and you're going to be continuing to do that. Um, you know, you yeah. have, you have to have a certain level of, you know, strength to be able to, to endure, you know, things like that. Um, so, you know, I, I commend you for sure. You know, you're, you're on the front lines in the trenches, mm-hmm. um, helping out, you know, however you can. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad that, you know, um, like the, the hospitals and the healthcare system in our, in our province, at the, at, I guess at this point in time is prepared for like yes. a, you know a second wave or a spike or whatnot yeah um, oh yeah we were definitely prepared mm-hmm. so which if is, it got any worse we were prepared yeah which is good i mean it, it goes just goes to show the the amount of training and poise that you and your colleagues um share right so i i definitely feel like you are in the right spot uh career wise um oh yeah oh yeah and and like it doesn't take away from the accomplishments that we both had together because you know we us having the same um university background um i was you know fortunate enough to to get a job that involved you know my bachelor's degree Mm -hmm. and while it was you know um well it was a very very good job um you know it it for me it it kind of i kind of followed you know, kind of your mentality. Whereas, you know, I I just, I just didn't foresee myself being in that position for the rest of my life. While it would have been again, comfortable and all that, you know, I, I used you as inspiration to take the, yeah, you you Marie condoed your life. I did. It sparked joy. So you threw it away. I I Marie condoed my life. (laughs) You you have to like, honestly, that's Mm -hmm. how, Everything should be in life. Don't see. Don't spark you joy. Throw it away. Mm-hmm. All right. Toxic people. Toxic thoughts. Anything. Throw it out. Absolutely. Um, toxic yeah, jobs. Yeah, you hit you hit the nail on the head for sure. And yeah. uh, I think that's a very good segue into kind of showing everyone who's listening like how you fit into mm-hmm. the into the friend group. Um, you're definitely the ambitious one. You're the one that, in my yeah. opinion, has the the most drive. You're the most driven. Um, and it, it it can be a bit to a fault, you know. You you drive in head first, sort of thing. Um, <laughs> That's uh, funny you mentioned that because I thought I was the drunk, crazy uncle of the group. I mean, you are. <laughs> <laughs> that is also true, um, but you know when it when it comes to you know, the the just your personal dynamic, you're definitely the most driven, the most ambitious, and it's definitely gotten you very, very far in life. But yes, mm-hmm. on the flip side, you are the guy that has fireball in his hand or some sort of like, uh, you know, liqueur. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're, you're the life of the party, right? You're the, you're the guy that makes sure everyone's having, having a good time and make sure you're making sure everyone's had enough to drink. <laughs> well, everyone's got to have a proper drink. Well, of it's course. Like, honestly, like, if you're not drinking, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on. Yo, man, I, you enjoy uh, sometimes when you don't have a beverage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now it comes to the, mil- the million dollar question. It's like, how do I have that drive? Mm-hmm. Yes. So what keep pushing through? What gets you like going every day? You know, what, what makes you keep pushing for, for greatness? You're always the guy that doesn't settle for less. You always want is in yourself and in a potential partner you always want someone mm-hmm. who's driven who just wants more mm-hmm. out of their life so what what yeah. really keeps you motivated and keeps that mindset uh that's a million dollar question here because mm-hmm. like i don't know how i just how i see life if you strip down everyone's motivations everyone's like goals like and and things it's broken down to two basically two basic emotions okay it's love and hate okay People are driven by love and hate. 
Mm-hmm. Right? For me, it's more so hate. It's more <laughs> so spite. Spite. No, honestly, I'm driven 100% by spite. I'm mm-hmm. fueled by spite and coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> coffee in the literal sense and then spite in the uh, figurative sense. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you know my upbringing, right? It's, yes. Uh, how do I put this? Like, how I was raised and my brother was raised, we were like, dealt a shit hand we were mm. like in poker terms we were given a 7-2 offsuit and we had to make that a winning hand yes very good that analogy. was our life <laughs> mm-hmm. right and honestly i felt like we have because like we didn't mm-hmm. have that much growing up and i think in my adult years i'm like i don't want any of this mm-hmm. like and i don't want any of this for like if i have a family i don't want them to struggle too right and then to me it's like that's what drives me to become the best i can and also so i can have so I can provide for a family like down the road mm-hmm. and for to sure. say at least to myself that I've accomplished something. Right. Absolutely. I think, yeah. yeah, you've always, you've always had that mindset of, um, you know, you've, you, you are definitely someone who has an internal, like strong, I guess, family value within yourself. And I, what I mean by that is when you eventually do have a, you know, start a family mm-hmm. on your own, you know, you're gonna use the drive of the hand that you were dealt when you were a when you were a kid, and you want no, to yeah, and you want to give your family and your your future children the complete opposite. You want them to be much well off. You want them to be just as driven as you, but you also want them to you know still be uh-huh. you know I guess. Well, like supported, yeah. loved, and all it, that stuff. Exactly. You right? want you want like to have that support. Broken, you don't know what proper is. Exactly. You don't. That's very true. You only see it in TVs. You see it from your friends and stuff like that. It's like fuck. I want that. Yeah, yeah. And and you, I know you want yeah. deep down want to provide that for your future family. Um, yeah. I see that that fire and that passion in your eyes too. And like I said, you're just very driven in every aspect of your life. It's a chip on the shoulder. I'm a bat. Like I said. Mm-hmm. Driven by spite and coffee, massive chip on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And you're definitely using, even though you, yeah, you say you're 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 fueled by by hate. You're definitely turning spite. that around, right? You're yeah. using you're using that that uh-huh. motivation in a more positive sense. That negative, you're using the negative light to fuel yeah. the positive sense. So exactly, that's mm-hmm. what you could do. You just fuel negative reinforcement, if you will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it, it's so funny because we only discovered this recently, but what? you brought up your, you know, your, your childhood and stuff. Um, uh-huh. We discovered that we lived two streets away from each other. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, we, and we only, we only discovered this. That's right. In like what? Like the last five years. I think we figured this out. Um, we, five years. Something like that. I it was, it was high school. No, no, I'm pretty sure we, we, we learned about it, like, later on. Uh, because I remember having, oh. we, we remember we were having a conversation, and uh, mm. we were and we were just talking about, like, our childhood homes, kind of like where yeah. we grew up in the city. And yeah. I, I had always said that I grew up in, in an apartment in downtown. I didn't really, like, mention where or what community or whatever. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I only knew of you from the, the Southwood house. You know the uh, mm-hmm. the Friday night at Mackey's place, or Max place. Friday night greenhouse. That's right. Friday <laughs> yeah. night greenhouse, Max place. Um, mm-hmm. So I only knew you from there, but then we started kind of going into more detail as we, you know, did just random conversation, and then I brought up the fact yeah. that you know I grew up in the community of Mission, and then you yeah. said, "Wait, <laughs> I also like had my yeah. first place in Mission," and then I was like. Well, what street or whatever, and then we just ended up looking at like Google Maps, and then the, yeah. just the vicinity of how close we were, you know, oh, so close. when we were like toddlers or whatever. Like it, for yeah. me, that really just blew my mind. <laughs> Literally yeah, two streets we away. In a, in an apartment like right on Fourth Street, like right. Ac- I don't know what the avenue is, but it's right across from the former Picking Dragon Chinese restaurant. Right, and like right across from that, and we lived on Second Street. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's just so weird how things work out. You know what I mean? That you know we could be literally two streets away, have no idea either person exists, and then lo and behold, here we are in 2020, um, still you know 
very very good friends and you know and I, I don't ever see that mm-hmm. friendship dying out with you or the rest of the guys or anything yeah um, you know why it's because fate laughs at the probabilities gates that's right 100 percent 100 percent 100 percent just so it's so weird <laughs> so weird to, to, to think about where life has has taken us you know um we we met in in marching band and okay so this is I I always try to recall the kind of the first time I meet each of my guests. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Bring so, it back. Yes. Bring it back to high school. So yep. I I'll give you my perspective and then you can give me yours if okay. you if you remember. So okay. for me, um, uh, you were not at that, uh, I guess end of summer meet and greet that where I met like Mike, and and you know the rest of the guys. Uh, I think you were working. No, and I'll working. tell you why. I'll tell you why, audience. Okay. Why was Mac not there? Because mm. he was hustling. I was working. You were at Burger King at the time. The BK Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all got to start somewhere, man. My first job was at the BK Lounge. Yeah, it was a great job. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I remember people were like telling me about you, and they're saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, you got to meet Mackie. He's this big dude with an afro." And mm. all right, so my first thought is, oh man, this guy's like, like this guy's gonna be like this scary dude, this giant guy, he's gonna intimidate mm-hmm. the crap out of me and all the other you know, incoming grade tens. And then I remember mm-hmm. the very first morning practice. You walk in, um, <laughs> they weren't lying. You're this big dude with yep. a big afro, yep. but you walk in and it's like, it's like the Pope arrived. You walk <laughs> in. <laughs> You, you walk in, you pull the doors open, and then everyone's just like, it's Mac. Oh, Mac, I'm so happy to see you. How's your summer? All that stuff. And I'm just so confused. I'm like, this man is not scary at all. He's just not like the nicest guy. Mr. Teddy Bear. Actually, no, I never, I would never call myself nice. Point that out. Never nice. <laughs> in, in my eyes, you were oh, just, sure. you were beloved. I think from oh beloved like the Pope. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I was trying to aim for. Uh, I think I think the Pope was too strong of a <laughs> too strong of a comparison. No, no, no. Something else. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> but um, yeah, just seeing how inviting you were to, I guess everyone else in the in the marching band, um, yeah. you just had this kind of zest for life. You were definitely someone who's like, oh, I got to be friends with this guy. Also, if I were to get beat up, he can also beat other people up because he's a big guy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, my when my dad first saw you, uh, yeah. he asked me, he's like, "Why isn't that guy playing on the football team? Why is he in the marching band?" I'm like, "Dad, I don't know, but he's pretty good. Oh at, he's God. pretty good at trombone." I'm, like, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I remember when we we're doing the tours. So I was in was it grade nine? Yeah, grade nine. Mm-hmm. And we went to do the open open night. Yeah, mm-hmm. open night at Bishop Grandin. Okay, I was walking in the hall and I was approached by Mr. McLaughlin, and he like he saw me and then he's like just targeted me. He's like, "Do you want to play football?" I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm good, man. I don't <laughs> play football." Because like at the time, I'm like, oh, "Fuck no, I'm not gonna play football." <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to die. I'm gonna join marching band. Or I'm not gonna die. <laughs> well, at least at least you knew what you wanted right from the onset, you know. Yeah. In hindsight, like I love football now, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things. Like, man, I wish you did play football because I would want to just tackle. People. Oh, you would have crushed everyone as an as a lineman for sure. Yeah, I, I wish I did, but like at the time, I was like, nah, I'm not gonna die. I'm mm-hmm. doing the safest thing possible, marching band. <laughs> <laughs> and, in, and it's funny because during those summer tours on like those super mm. hot days, definitely not the safest thing. <laughs> no, not the safest. We have people like. Passing out left, right, and center, and I hear I am. I'm not dying yet. I'm like, all right, we're still good. You push through. You push through. Yeah, we're those those tours really really push the boundaries of our you know peak physical health. You know, we were. Mm-hmm. I I know I know we're gonna get a lot of flack for this, but I still consider marching band kind of like a sport. I mean, the physical activity that you get out of it, and the there's there is strategy. To, to this whole thing too you know how you you know how you come up with the formations you know the mm-hmm. the music and all that it's all it's it's one of those things that are 100% skill based you know what I mean yeah it's skill like it's a lot of skill and like looking back and we were high school kids at the time it's like fuck mm-hmm. we had to be we had to do all this thing memorize the music that's right and also work march like what the hell like 
What was wrong with us? <laughs> this is like a death sentence when it came to. Uh, it kind of was a death sentence. I was like, "Fuck, we should have gone football instead." <laughs> like, but but it like, also just goes to show that you know thing, the the decisions that we make, you know, happen for a reason. You know, again, we would never have absolutely. Met, you know, we we would never have. We might have become friends in high school, but you know the no high, no high, we wouldn't. No. <laughs> high school is very clicky. You know, we 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 know that. You know. Anyone who goes to high school knows that there's always going to be cliques in groups. Yeah. And, you know, some are going to isolate themselves and some are going to, you know, venture out. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just glad that we all chose to do marching band because, again, it's formed the, the solid friendship Absolutely. and foundations that we have yeah. now. So. It's it's our roots. It's our origin story. Oh, God. <laughs> it's our superhero it's our origin, origin story. story. <laughs> like, honestly, think about it. Like, all of us, it's our origin story. That's how we all met. This is how the squad came together. It's very true. one cause. Marching band, and who was our grand? Who who is like you're like we're the Ninja Turtles, and then Mr. Regal is Master Splinter. <laughs> oh man, I love I love Mr. Regal. Yeah. You know, I I yeah. you know I hope he's doing he hope he's doing really really well. Maybe maybe I hope so too. I hope he listens to this. <laughs> I hope so. Be nice. I hope so. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> you know, ski mask. The ski mask. <laughs> um, but I think I think honestly it would be kind of cool to do a, a reunion down the road just to kind of see where you know where everyone's at i think it'd be uh, nice to have the uh the italy tour kind of reunite so honestly that tour oh my was, god uh, yes it's a lot of good memories when it came to that tour um, yeah 2008 was definitely like one of my favorite years oh man. to date because just, of italy oh my god just being so fun. just being immersed in that culture and you know just being mm-hmm. able to to perform in front of a, an international audience and, and meddling, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think that was the biggest surprise yeah. is that we were definitely the band that didn't take itself too seriously. Like we, we understood yeah. when it came to hard work, you know, when, when we needed to turn the switch on, but um, I'm not going to lie. That tour really was dominated by, by Asian invasion, by the, Hell yeah. <laughs> by the, by the group, by the squad, the squad really just, we were, we were the ones that really kind of kept everyone's spirits up and made sure everyone was, you know, laughing and making sure that everyone wasn't taking it too serious. But, you know, we, well, we, we all, we were, we were coming from a, a good place too, where we also knew yeah. that, okay, it's come down to business. Let's put that competitive fire yeah. into our, into our show and let's make the most yeah. out of it. So, well, that's what our role was. We were basically morale boosters, right? Mm-hmm. There are some people that, and when we were in bands, like taking it too seriously, it was like, Jesus Christ, we're a high school kids, okay? Yeah. Like, let's just go out and have fun and make the most of it. That's all I care about. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And then when the chips fall down, yeah, we'll, we'll buckle down and get to it. But mm-hmm. I can, for the most part, have fun. That's the most important part. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, those are the, those are the moments that I cherish and I remember the most is the, the times mm-hmm. that we got to hang out together. You know, not, And it wasn't even just us as our, our, our friend group. The fact that we all got to yeah. hang out as uh, an entire band and really bond with each other over those two weeks um, it brought us so close with each other, and honestly, it was you know, one of my favorite moments in my life thus far. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was a good bond experience. I mean, don't get me wrong; some people bonded more than others, but it was a great experience. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna acknowledge that. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying anything. That's. I'm not saying nothing. Plead the fifth on that one. I'm just I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just saying some people got closer than others and that's about it. Let's call it a day. We can talk about it now because we're all adults. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun tour. That's all I'm gonna say. It was a fun, fun tour. Yeah. It was a very fun tour. <laughs> um so not only did we do marching band in high school, we also you and I also mm-hmm. did uh model UN. Um, those were, (laughs) those were, um, really fun times. And I don't want to go into too much detail of the things that happened during model UN, but I bring it up because in my opinion, it, it's one of those things that has defined the relationship that you and I have. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, like I said, you're probably my closest friend. You're the guy that Mm -hmm. I definitely can rely on, on the most and all that. And I know you probably the the best, but 
Um, it doesn't take away from the fact that we both don't necessarily align when it comes to the political spectrum. Now, I've reiterated this on previous shows that this is not a political show, but I do want to. We can s- make it political. We but can. Go on. We can make it political. <laughs> well, we can. We can do a whole hour on that alone. <laughs> but um, I bring that up because um, you're definitely the one person that I can freely debate topics with. Um, and, and, you know, vice versa. And I think the, the relationship that we have when it comes to debating politics and policy and all that, um, we're Mm -hmm. both, yes, we're both, you know, we have our stances, but we are also open-minded when it comes to, you know, certain things that, you know, governments have been doing or have not been doing or whatnot. And honestly, I think it's a, it's a mindset that is lacking in today's world. You know, Especially you, nowadays, because I feel like nowadays you'll have a difference. Someone will have a different opinion, mm-hmm. and next you know you get chastised for having an opinion. Yeah, and like, well, well, that's not how it should work, right? If anything, it's like, for me, like I might not agree with what you have to say, for sure, but I still respect that your values. Yeah, absolutely. In that sense, and you're you're willing to right? come to like, the table and listen, right? Yeah, and I feel like that's lacking so much nowadays. Oh, absolutely. Especially, you know, around the yeah. world, um, you know, you you see that, you, 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 like, I totally get it. Like, people, you know, yeah. have these values and they hold them dear to their heart, but they have to be mm-hmm. open-minded when it comes to the rest of the world. Not everyone is going to agree with you, because if if, if mm-hmm. everyone would agreed with everyone else, it'd be a really boring ass world. It really. Thank would be. you. It'd be so boring and mundane. Like this, is not this ain't worth living. Yeah, exactly. It and it and it's through these through these debate of topics and ideas mm-hmm. and ideals that you can come up with the best solution possible because that, you know, when you debate, you compromise, you know, you, you start, yeah. you start valuing the other side a little bit more. And again, it's, I feel like it's lacking so much, but that's what I appreciate so much about our friendship is yeah. that, you know, um, for people who don't know you and I, um, on either a Canadian election night or an American election night, <laughs> We yep. have watch parties. <laughs> you you come Hell over. Yeah. <laughs> you come over. Come over. Yep. Have pizza. Yep. Watch election nights. Like, yep. can you find better friends? I don't think so. No. Nope. You, you, and we you, just sit there and, and criticize. Or at least I criticize after the last election. <laughs> just criticize and criticize <laughs> but, the election. But again, I, that that's where you're going to get the most important conversation when it comes to moving our individual selves forward and our country forward and all that. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, we, we can honestly, like after the results come in, you stay over like an extra two hours because we continue to debate certain results and certain, you know, policies that are potentially going to be enacted if a new government or the current government gets voted in and all that. And for me, that is such an important conversation. And honestly, I like, I I can't have those conversations with anyone, but no, but you and my father. <laughs> Those are the, really the only yeah. two people I can have, you know, strong political conversations with. Um, because it gets so heated. And honestly, at the end of the day, like when you think about it, mm-hmm. everyone's having differences of opinions, but it's all for the same thing. They just want a better country, a better society. Yeah, better and that's life. just what people don't see. It's like, look, we all want what's good for the country. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we like all bickering all this stuff? Let's work together exactly. and come up with a solution. Yeah. And again, we will never agree 100%. Uh, oh. Even even you and I will never agree one hundred percent, but yeah, that definitely does not. not... I, uh, some things you might agree. With. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it does not ever undercut our long lasting friendship because it's built on more than that. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, so like the, again, we could go to the ends of the earth with our political parties, and at the end of the day, we can still come together and be like, yeah, we can grab a pizza, grab some grab some bevs, and everything will be because copacetic. that's what. Because that's what normal people do. Yeah. Right? It's like, <laughs> it's like okay, I don't agree with you, but it's fine. I still respect you. But like, what the hell? Like, nowadays, it's like, oh, you believe in that? I don't think so. Like, okay, thanks, Karen. <laughs> don't care for you anyways. No, but it's true. I just, I hate how our society is becoming so close-minded to so many, so many things that shouldn't be politicized. And it, it drives me up the wall sometimes, you know? Oh, I know. And also, I feel like social media has a, pl- a part in that. Oh, for sure. Um, like, my Facebook and Instagram has just become so toxic. It's disgusting. Yeah. 
and that's this is, I come, this is where I come from memes and vanity. Yeah, I don't need to get political on my on my social media sites. The vanity. <laughs> <laughs> I still <laughs> speaking of vanity. <laughs> uh-huh. I I remember. Okay, do you remember that one econ class, um, Todd Hirsch's class, the uh, three hour <laughs> evening one? Yep, three hours on I want to say a Tuesday. Yeah, yep. Tuesday or a Thursday or something like that. And I remember. Yep. It was either during the break or class had already started, but mm-hmm. you had your laptop up and I was like, I remember just listening to the lecture and then I look over to my, to my right where you were sitting and you had mm-hmm. both, um, a basketball, like fantasy bracket open and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and your, your camera, but in selfie mode. <laughs> And I think you would change your profile picture that right after class or the next day oh, to yeah. that to that exact <laughs> photo. <laughs> so it was one of my profile pictures. <laughs> so I'll I'll also add that as a as a, um, a descriptor for you your role in the group. You're definitely the one who may like their themselves a little bit more than the rest of us. Yeah, but Gates, like, let's admit, like, I look good, though. I had a dress shirt on, like, a sweater vest, a tie, and yep. dress pants. I was like, fuck, I look good. You did, but I was super confused. I looked over, and I just tried so hard not to laugh because you're clearly not paying attention. Oh, yeah, don't worry. It's fine. Like, I was still paying attention. Also, still paying attention to me. Always got <laughs> to focus on yourself, you know what I mean? Um... All right. If there are any, if there are any of your classmates who are listening to this, I want to mm-hmm. know: Did that carry over a little bit to the RT program? <laughs> oh, like my traits? Yes. <laughs> as a, as a, the vain drunk uncle of the well, group. I know the drunk uncle will always be a thing. <laughs> That'll okay, always like that, be. A thing. That I can confirm. Yeah, that I can confirm for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just the uh, outgoing. Yeah, that definitely continued. That hasn't changed. <laughs> I'm I'm really I'm not gonna lie I'm looking forward to starting I guess my own journey um, at at Sate just listening to how how much fun mm-hmm. you had and all the friends that that you've made you know I'm just hoping yeah. that this whole moving everything online doesn't hinder that experience for me because that was such a huge part of my undergrad as well was being able to you know not not yeah. only be you know with you guys still, but to branch out my, my friend group with a bunch of people from university. Yeah. So I really hope I still get that and experience. Because like, I think that's what made me love the respiratory therapy program was the people in my class. Because mm-hmm. like for me, like I was part of a, an amazing community, like a great group of people, like honestly, all right. 53 of us. Yeah, 53 of us. Like wow. we're all fantastic and unique in our own ways. Mm-hmm. And sure. to me, it's like, College experience I wanted, mm-hmm. I got it at state. I didn't get it at UC because I don't know. I think we we're like kind of sheltered off and kind of focused on like our friendship group and stuff like that. Right, and we kind of just wanted to focus on our our degrees, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas in state, it's like it's the college experience, man. It was fantastic, and I think that's also what, another reason why, like I said, why I love the program and love our professions because of the people in our class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm 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 looking forward to making the same sort of bonds and stuff um, when I go. So I'm yeah. hoping I'm hoping I get you that will. experience to you. <laughs> you will. I mean, if Clarence can, you can. <laughs> Clarence Clarence is now the loud one in his group, which is I, funny. I'm so proud of Clarence. Clarence is blown up. He, he's he's cauliflower. He's just blown up. He can be anything. He can be rice. He can be potatoes. It's whatever now. <laughs> He can be barbecued. <laughs> he can be barbecued. He's everything. He can be raw. He's everything. <laughs> I'm so proud of how much he's clothed. <laughs> Clarence's cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna he's gonna love this part. <laughs> yeah, he's just oh, glowing up. God, that's I'm so, so proud of Clarence. Funny. Jeez. Okay, so all right, I wanna I wanna kind of bring it back <laughs> a little bit, um, just because I brought up the whole debating thing. Now. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, 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 it's okay. That's why, that's why we want these, I want these stories, obviously. But um, not only do we debate politics, we also debate football, something that you brought up uh, a little bit earlier. Now, Uh, now, honestly, honestly, I'll be, I'll be completely honest Mm -hmm. with you. I feel like our friendship. Your team's trash? Yes. Okay, hold on. I feel like our friendship honestly would disintegrate more because of football rather than politics. And that, that, you saying that. Quarterback that works. Okay, listen here. 
What? What are you going to do, huh? Uh, your team got very lucky last year. You had a soft division. Okay. Which team went back to back on the Super Bowl, right? Did they Our win? team, the Seahawks. Yo, win, Seahawks, though? baby! What did it do? Did they win back to back, though? I'm pretty sure we, Russell Wilson threw it to a Patriot, and that's not his team. Yes, he might have thrown a pick, Gates, but at least we went back to back. Did your team go back to back? No, your, your guess went in and you were done. One and done. Yeah, but we beat the Patriots, too. You know, I mean, yeah, okay, sure so it was a good team that, uh, you know, I'm just saying that, you know, we're uh, we're a good team, also. It's not You're a good team. Not You're just about you, man. Once decides to be healthy. Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fine. We'll. Uh, Which will be never. Yeah, that's what I thought. We'll see. We'll see how you do when you're third place in your division this year. Um, third place, my ass. Yeah. yeah, fighting for a wild card. I think your days of uh, a bye week is uh, long gone. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope we get beaten by the Cowboys twice. Uh, I think we can both agree that the Cowboys are trash. Uh, that's not ever going to happen. Yeah, see, we do agree on see, things. The Cowboys things are... are a trash yeah. team. Cowboys and are a trash team. Here for the Cowboys, you're a trash person. <laughs> These are facts. Um, you know, you know, Christian listens to this, right? And he's a who? <laughs> no, I missed that part. Who? Oh, <laughs> I think Christian listens to this podcast too, right? And he. <laughs> Sorry, Christian, you're trash. By default, you're trash. You like the Cowboys? Trash team? You like them? Ergo, you're trash. He, okay. It'd be like that. Why, like, all right, he picked that team to, like, spite me. Why? Like, what the hell? I honestly (laughs) don't know who picks the Cowboys to spite, because honestly, if you pick the Cowboys as as a team in general, you're just living in spite. Why why didn't he pick a good team? You know, if you wanted wanted to pick a crappy team, you should have just picked Seattle. Like, that would have been fine. Okay, go fuck right. yourself. How dare you say that about Seattle? Pete Carroll is a good man. Same with Russell Wilson. How dare you? I don't doubt they're good people. They're mediocre players. No. What? No, 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 not mediocre. How dare you? No. See? See how? <laughs> See, these these conversations become less civilized. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Gates. You're going to throw bows, out. punch air when it comes to... Football. I kind of want to punch air right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. You got me riled up. <laughs> you know, want that fire? You know what I'm saying? You're very passionate, and <sighs> honestly, like I've never, I've never seen someone pick up the sport as quick as you did. Um, you, you yeah. really were not the biggest sports guy prior to you learning what football was all about. Yes, um, and it all started mm-hmm. in 20. Is it 2013? Yeah, 2013. We went to a preseason. Uh, football game in Seattle, in Seattle against Denver, and I was like, "Holy fuck, I love this sport! I want everything about it." <laughs> like I knew, I know we were like good Stamps fans, and we knew the, we knew the CFL. Um, but there's mm-hmm. just there's just something different about the NFL. Because um, mm-hmm. I I went to a game also for the uh, it was the Eagles playing the Washington Redskins, and it was yes. it was like mid December that I went. Yes, was, that's right. I remember now. It was yes. cold, like it was cold. But the atmosphere and the the fans, like there's just something about it. And then the just the sheer grandeur of those stadiums. Like I've oh, never yeah, been to Sealink. Yeah, yeah, I've never been to Sealink. But Lincoln Financial mm-hmm. in Philadelphia is huge, <laughs> and it's Sealink. It, Sealink's wild too. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is Sealink? Yeah. By the water. I don't. I don't know whereabouts it is. Uh, it's right beside Safeco Field, where the Mariners play. Okay. It's by the water too, actually. Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of set up the same thing as Philly. Philly, like yeah. Lincoln, is right by the Wells Fargo Center. Um, yeah, yeah. It's and it's all by it's all by the uh, the river there. So, um, but yeah, I yeah. Honestly, even though yes, we vehemently disagree on our respective sports clubs, um, I would one hundred percent go to Seahawks game with you. Any day, um, and I know you'd come to a Philly game. I know that deep down. You, you... I'll go to a Philly game, but at the same time, I don't want to get stabbed. No, you'll be I know fine. You Philly fans are wild, and you guys boot like other teams. If no, for real, you guys boot Santa Claus. Who the fuck boots Santa Claus? <laughs> hey, if little old me can just randomly tailgate with a bunch of strangers, you'll be fine too. <laughs> but you, you, you all cheered for the Eagles. I showed up there my Seahawks jersey. I'm gonna get egg, like pelted on or were stabbed you might you might get shanked but i'll vouch for you i don't know if you want me vouching for you though i'm probably going to take the side of the mob so. 
no, then I'll start throwing haymakers. I'm like, how dare you? Yo, you'll be on World Star before you know it. It'll be World Star. Get your phone out. World Star. Watch this. Oh, big back, big black guy takes down six eagles. Six eagles, uh, best friend. Also, it's mm-hmm. like oh. Yo, the, All that, you gotta do is just hold the camera, start recording, just start yelling "World Star." It's gonna be gold. <laughs> yeah, that's the last thing I want is to be in a be in a hospital in America, just because I don't want to deal with the. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't have to it. Don't worry. I'll just like I'll just suck up the pain, just like load myself up with like Tylenol and just uh, head up back to Canada. Yeah, head up back to Canada and get our sweet, sweet health care. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh, but... Thank God for our health care. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, that's that's been again a, a huge a huge part of you know our our, our relationship to our friendship is you know it's mm-hmm. it's built on you know the the, the team sports um, you know we we go to Flames games all the time uh, again yeah. with the with the uh, with the football thing um, yeah it's just another another way I can we can relate to each other and then just another way we you know just strengthen that that bond that we have for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely yeah. I I kind of want to I guess end off because I try to I try to end off these shows on a you know bit of a I guess inspiring or I guess profound um, moment or realization or you know a quote or whatnot oh final thoughts yeah, okay like the, uh, final thoughts yeah. of like, like kind of like in Jerry Springer <laughs> like that show was a shit show but at the end Jerry Spring is all serious and everything. It's like, here are my final thoughts. And now with my <laughs> and now with my final thought. <laughs> but it's but it's right. yeah, Gates, but it's but it's true. What's um, Gates' final thoughts? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Springer is just he's stuck in my head now. I feel like this show just needed more th- like chair throwing and name calling, yeah. um, which sometimes happens during uh, Seahawks and Eagles games. Just FYI. Um. <laughs> uh, it's just funny because like you're an Eagles fan, my brother and his fiance are Eagles fans, mm-hmm. his friends are Eagles fans, and here I am, the lone Seahawks fan. And every time our two teams play each other, yep. your team gets whooped. Yeah, well, whooped one game by my team. It's one game. Maybe a lucky game. It's been going on for the last few years. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's facts. Yeah, it's it's one game out of the season. It's all uh, it's all it is. It's one game of the year. That's called denial. No, it's it's called sixteen game season. <laughs> no, it's called denial. Take your L and leave. I'm just gonna let you. Uh, I'm just gonna let you feel like you've won this. We all know who's won this. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. It's... Um. So I've asked people on the show if they could go back and if they see their younger self, you know, what what one thing would they want to tell them or whatever. But I don't want to. I don't want to do that with you because you know I feel like you've you're you're way past that. I want to go like I want to flip it. I want to go into the future. I guess here. So let's okay. say let's say fifty years from now, you're looking back. Yep. You're looking back on these moments, and I know you're you're going to be doing a lot more in your life, um, going forward. Plenty of chapters. But if you're looking at this particular set of of years of your life, what is yeah. one of the proudest accomplishments that you feel like you have had and you've obviously earned being someone who's so driven and ambitious i want to know what you feel like you've really dug in and earned and view as one of your biggest accomplishments to date my biggest accomplishments to date yeah if you were to look back honestly like this is going to be cliche but for me it one of the biggest accomplishments was one applying for the respiratory therapy program Mm -hmm. two finishing the program and then three securing a career like a job and career as a respiratory therapist mm-hmm. it's like for me it's like i found my like direction in life because before i just like been working like multiple jobs at a time just trying to find like you know like what i'm going to do with my life mm-hmm. and now i have and now i'm doing it like i'm living my best life man there you it's go good. and that's all yeah. you can ask for for yourself right is you'll always want to make sure you're living your best life oh yeah would you would you say that be something uh, along the form of like advice that you'd give to maybe someone like me who's going into uh, this whole new unknown stage of my life? I guess if you if you oh, were like to give an, me an, yeah, any advice. advice to give you, mm-hmm. oh perfect, yeah, I definitely have some advice for you. So hit me so with like, it. <laughs> I'm gonna 
Well, it's to quote Gina Linetti from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, we both love that show. So so wholesome. The best show. Honestly, it's like one of my favorite shows. <laughs> and then honestly, she said it best though. Like, life is chaos. Success is completely arbitrary, and confidence is everything. Wow. <laughs> strong no, words true. from a strong woman, right? <laughs> yeah, honestly, and it's true. I mean, look, chaos. Mm-hmm. Life is chaos. Take a look around. It is. Well, the year almost started with World War Three, and now we're in a fucking global pandemic <laughs> and possible Great Depression. Yep. Part two. Yep. It's just we're in unknown waters, but yeah. you know, as as long yeah. as we you know be confident, be ambitious, stay hungry. Yeah. I think we'll be like, we'll get through. When it comes to like success being arbitrary, and honestly, it is. It's like for me, success is finishing the program, getting a career. For some people, like heck, it's just getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. That's when you've been true. like just been better than yourself and you still have no motivation right or, like you know it's going out true. on that date or like hang out with friends or just doing something like that's not to be big to mm-hmm. be successful no absolutely and then confidence it's all about selling yourself selling the brand the brand the mcneil bell right? brand <laughs> the mcneil bell brand it's that's all it is <laughs> honestly yeah that's... and that's and honestly you have all those things ready gates hmm. so you'll be fine in the program oh thank you when you go into your program yeah <laughs> you'll be fine i'm yeah. not worried about you oh thanks man yeah i just hope uh yeah. you know i hope i hope i can find just as much success as as you found um going don't through hope the program you will i will i will find that, su- no that success that's it yeah. see? um and it's funny it's funny you bring up brooklyn 99 because i know you're you're really wanting a corgi down the road here I do want a corgi, ladies and gentlemen. I do want a corgi. I also want to name him Cheddar. If any, if there's and anyone he, out there who uh, can hook him up, he'll be my rock. <laughs> he'll be your rock. <laughs> he'll be my rock. I'm like, this is my muse, Cheddar. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> look, look at its short legs, and it looks like a loaf of bread with legs. It does look like a piece of. <laughs> Oh. oh, these are hella cute, man! And I can't wait until you get one because oh, it's gonna be. To gonna I mean, the queen g- has like how many? I would love for her to like send me a corgi as a gift for my birthday. That'd be great. If there's anything that I've learned from you in my life, it's to always shoot for the stars, <laughs> aim high, well, <laughs> aim high, or like what UC told us, eyes high. Eyes high. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I I would lift up thine eyes. I lift up thine oh. eyes. Oh my goodness! That was that was our theme. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow! What a way to end this. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right. That's what I do. Like I said, I'm an entertainer. You're an entertainer. You're you're a you're an entertainer. You're an ambitious human being with incredible drive and you're you're one of my best friends and i'm so glad that you know you're you're a big part of my life and you know i just i can't wait to see what what the world brings for you and what your future holds because i know it's going to be nothing short of greatness because that's that's what you command (laughs) oh yeah man so same here bro like we got 13 years done Mm-hmm. Many, many, many more to go. A lot more. We got the rest of our lives. A lot to, more to go. To go into a lot it. more to go. And mm-hmm. for those of you listeners out there, and if you want to follow me on Instagram, my go. handle is at I M P E R A T O R Imprinter M G underscore M J B. That's at Imprinter underscore M J B. Follow me on the gram. Team follow back. Holla. Uh, while you do that, also follow at Two Meters Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, that too, I guess. Yeah, and also follow this podcast by my friend Gates at Two Meters Apart. Yeah, I guess that too. Fuck Gates. Hey, I'm piggybacking off you right now. Yeah. <laughs> don't, any... don't forget about the podcast. No, this is no. It's this is my time. Oh, you've ta- there it is. You've taken it over. You've taken over the show. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you start your own podcast in like next week, I'm gonna be so upset. <laughs> Dude, I don't have the time to start a podcast. You know that. <laughs> I do, I I do, do know not that. have the time to make a podcast. I think, I think if yours, I did, uh, though, you're like Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, it'd be lit. It'd be super lit. And it'd be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we have plans to go get mini donuts, and I don't want to delay those plans any longer. So th- I just want to say, uh, lastly, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. And I know you have a busy hey, schedule. No worries, man. 
um, to come out and indulge me and to have a sit down. <laughs> and again, there's so many things that we could talk about that fill up an hour, but if I can just get a snapshot of your life at this moment and some, you know, <laughs> profound knowledge, a uh, little bit of, you know, a little bit of vanity and all that, then I feel like, yeah. I think we've, I think we've had a, a good show here. So. I think we've had a great show. And honestly, there's still so many more things I do want to talk about, but I guess we'll save it for our next episode. Absolutely. Thanks again, man. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Two Meters Apart podcast. Make sure you follow along on Twitter and finally Instagram at Two Meters Podcast for any updates on the show. Catch you on the next one, everyone.